Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. <laughs> Too tired to clean your floors after playtime? Forgot to vacuum before your friends bring their little ones over? Let Yuffie X10 Pro Omni help. Powerful 8,000 PA suction removes debris and MopMaster dual mop pads scrub away stubborn stains with ease. Save time and keep your floors cleaner. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com, that's E-U-F-Y.com, and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. Hello and you are very welcome back to The Unpopular Opinion. My name is Carla. Jen is still on mat leave. Yes, she is. So because of that, I have had to bring in the big guns. <laughs> I've had to um, dig deep, shall we say. Um, and when I did ask everyone who would they like to see on the podcast, who would be the person that they would like me to talk to the most, my dad Ray came up the most. So I have Ray with me today. If you want to introduce yourself. It's just staring at me here. So. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, my name's Ray. I'm delighted to be on the podcast. Quite shocked. Quite shocked? Yes. You're absolutely. an icon. Well, I'm absolutely shocked to be on it. <laughs> but you, you were on it, what, maybe a year oh, ago? A little I bit? think it was pre-COVID. Wow. Yeah. yeah, it was me and Jen. Actually, yeah, I think you're right. I think it was pre-COVID. Yeah, yeah. and uh, you did an episode with us then. I've only seen this on telly. I'm scared. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm absolutely positive you're gonna be fine. Now let's start off with something light. Somebody has asked, "What is your favorite song?" You know me, like um, the Ray has a very varied taste in yeah, music. No, the very uh, just laughing. Very first, what would you think was the very first single I bought? Way back when, with my own money, you know, not where you're. I don't. See, it's a weird one because I remember the cars, or sorry, I remember the songs in the car that you play when I was growing up. Oh, yeah. And you were obsessed with that Eminem album. Yes, I was. You that loved was... that <laughs> Eminem album. Do, do, do. Yeah, you loved that one. <laughs> yeah. um, you played a lot of Faithless. Yes. You played a lot of R.E.M. Absolutely. Yeah. R.E.M., a cousin of mine was a sound engineer for R.E.M. Oh, so didn't know I, that. Oh, I got to hear about R.E.M., when they were, uh, I suppose, a, a, an indie band. I don't know what. Mm-hmm. You see, w- phrases have a meaning that I don't necessarily give them. But when, when R.E.M. were new, mm-hmm. uh, my cousin Kevin knew the uh, lads in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, he got involved. He was a good guitar player and he used to help out at times. But he was also into the sound and whatever. So he was the sound engineer on that Out of Time album. He's on that. But he's he was involved for, I don't know, a good few years before that, just hanging around with them. So that's why back then I knew about R.E.M. Mm-hmm. You know, like they were kind of niche band before they got really. Big. Yeah, no, they were small. They were a small band and then they suddenly got big. But sure, look, it was the same thing with the. Uh, suppose you could say in ireland you too mm-hmm. you know um 
Yeah. The Where are OEM from? America? Pardon? Are they American? Yeah, OEM are from Athens in Georgia. Now, uh, some of your listeners might write in and say, no, they're not. But that's... That's his, that's underst- <laughs> his interpretation. <laughs> my understanding. So I'm it. trying to go back to the original question because I, I really don't know. Because I feel like when I was growing up, mm-hmm. I was, I'm a 90s child. And I grew up in the actual 90s. And then trance was huge. Um, like it was a very kind of it was like trance and rock I feel it was like uh, like kind of soft rock is that what you were kind of mm. listening to very different to where we're at now yeah absolutely you know you listen no. to a lot of Fatboy Slim you listen to a lot of Moby you had a Moby I do but look we had a Moby that, face that's what I remember but I think that's because I listen to that now so I remember listening to them to, to them with you versus stuff that I like I wouldn't listen to the Water Boys all that often <laughs> yeah but <laughs> actually it, that's it's funny you should say that that um, Water Boys uh, when we drove from Cambridge to um, mm-hmm. back brought your car home that was the most fun of all of the songs the pair of us we were going through the Welsh mountains mm-hmm. and we were singing along together and I just I really enjoyed that but no back in the day I suppose uh, there was a band called Ten CC okay was this your first so very first thing with my own money 10 cc a song called rubber bullets when was i gonna guess that (laughs) i don't know you probably never heard the no i haven't but and then the other thing when we were younger a cousin mine was going out with when i was over in america cousin of mine was going out with a musician love to know when dark side of the moon came out but we were actually listening to that in America. I, I must have been about, I don't know. If it came out, let's say 1973, it was about 14. Yeah. I'm guessing it came out in 72 or 73. Believe it or not, I listened to that as well. 73. March. 73. Pink Floyd. So it would have been the summer of 73. Mm-hmm. My cousins in America were absolutely infatuated with that. But the uh, first one about myself, Rubber Bullets, 10 CC. <laughs> okay. Do you remember what my first single was? I can't recall. No. It was Run DMC, It's Like That. Oh, It's Like That. That's right. It's the first <laughs> single I ever bought. Because my babysitter loved it. So I, of course, then loved it. So and that's the way. And that's the way it goes. Mm. What do you think nowadays? What's your most cur- like what music nowadays do you think like that's exciting? You were teasing me last night about uh, is it? Uh, Miley Cyrus mm-hmm. oh uh, yeah you flowers. love Miley Cyrus yeah. yeah well I don't actually but mm. I just think that song is great kind of bop along and mm-hmm. it's 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 a song that um, if you listen to the lyrics uh, can be a bit dark but it's a bit <laughs> bop along you know what I mean uh, I, I I think the actual music you sing along and you have great crack to again when I was growing up in my house, my mother was very much into the the pop music of the time, you know, like the the doo wop wop, the doo wop wop. Whereas my father was very much into um, kind of Pete Seeger and Liam Clancy. Mm-hmm. So you completely one w- and also Slim Whitman mm-hmm. and Jim Reeves. So one was kind of country and western. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you'd be in the car with dad, or he, that's the state. And my mother would be into the real, um, I suppose, music like you'd hear out of Greece, you know. That was my mother's music. So when we were kids, that's what you were listening to. Yeah. And then if you were 
working in the garden or whatever and uh, dad'd stick a r- uh, thing on the radio and you'd be listening while you're doing some work it would be more likely Liam Clancy or um, Jim Reeves or Slim Whitman or somebody like that have you ever been on TV uh, only playing football and have you ever <laughs> been on the radio no 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 not really have no. you ever flown first class oh yeah Oh, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, yeah. Your auntie Sinead, um, her father, uh, your auntie in law, I suppose, technically, Mm -hmm. uh, he was a pilot in Aer Lingus, and pre 9 11 situations were a lot uh, easier, lax, lax, or or, well, flexible. I Mm -hmm. think flexible is the way to use it. And um, I was lucky enough, I didn't know this, but he happened to be flying uh, I was I had bought the cheap seats down the back with mm-hmm. the McVitie's you know quite happy to be going over to visit Linda in the States and um, at the time there was no direct flights it was just uh, kind of one or two flights a day to either New York or Boston mm-hmm. Donald was flying the flight and I got upgraded and then as well as that again pre 9-11 uh, there's a an extra seat in the cockpit Mm -hmm. and uh, he allowed me to sit up front for the takeoff and for the landing and it was just lovely like so you wanted to be a pilot yeah I actually did I did the test um, and got the academic bit but as you know my eyes aren't the best um, so I failed the eyesight test Mm -hmm. and uh, your only alternatives then were you could either join the RAF or you could join the US Air Force. And mm-hmm. um, really, I wasn't going to do that. Mm-hmm. You know, they would train you uh, and you could wear corrective lenses or glasses, even, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but Which you couldn't for commercial flying at that point. You can now, can't you? Oh, you can now. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're sorry, that's my understanding. Again, somebody might r- ring in or whatever. The rules were at the time I failed the eyesight test, and that was that. So, <laughs> like so accountancy it was. Accountancy it was. <laughs> <laughs> was that always your second choice? Uh, kind of, yeah. What I, else did you do? Oh Lord, I don't know. Like sometimes I wish I love, as you know, uh, messing around at stuff. So I wouldn't have minded to try and uh, be an engineer mm. or actually physically building stuff. So that was. What is the biggest difference? Do you think growing up? now and growing up when you did oh i'm so glad i don't have the social media interaction that Mm -hmm. you guys have you know like when i was growing up because of uh, the travel between let's say ireland and the usa in the summer times Mm -hmm. uh, and then then in the winter times i was mad into my football into the sports Mm -hmm. and then just i tried to study as best i could so it was simpler you know like uh basically um you went to school uh after school there was training or there wasn't on the days where you didn't have training uh i i was friendly with lads in school and what we would do is we'd go if the weather was anyway right we'd go cycling Mm -hmm. you know you'd uh, just go cycling for an hour an hour and a half then head for home and uh, my parents knew that Basically, you kind of went to school. You were there from nine till four, nine mm-hmm. till three thirty, mm-hmm. whatever it was, and then you'd be gone cycling or 
have you matched today Ray yeah I don't yes no have you training yes no you know what I mean and then you were basically home at about five o'clock you ate you did your homework you watched telly you went to bed none of this stuff even now it's a thing that I try and do um again you know because sometimes you're trying to contact me I'm trying to contact you uh I physically turn that phone off Mm -hmm. you know what I mean I just need well no just time for myself And I think with the best will in the world, we're all tempted to look at the phone. Like, I mean, the, what did we do just before we started this? Checked the phone, turned it off or turned it down, sound down or whatever. And um, that's a prerequisite, I think, from even if you're 10 or 11 years old anymore. Mm-hmm. That I don't miss. You know, I, I, I'm glad. Now, let's be straight. If you think back when I was younger, I would have known at least 100 phone numbers in my head. There was something nice about knowing a, a phone number. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Uh, I, it's crazy. Like, I can still remember, let's say, Uncle Jimmy's number over in New York. My Aunt Marta's mm-hmm. number. I can remember those, mm-hmm. right? I'd, I'd know your number, but very few others, honey. That, that, that bothers me. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. That we're always on. And I don't think we give ourselves enough time. That's that's one of the things. And even the simple thing, like the temptation now is that if I'm out on my bike, Mm -hmm. right, uh, back when I was younger, right, you're out on your bike. But what about what you wish you had when you were growing up from this kind of... I've been... Remember now, I've been lucky. Even back then, I always thought while I wanted, let's say, something nicer... I was always blessed to have enough. I was always happy enough that I was lucky. I knew I was lucky mm-hmm. to have enough. Yeah. I was lucky. I grew up in a house where uh, it was a normal house, but there weren't too many fights. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? They worked very hard to make sure, you know, we got an education and we were fed and we were looked after and whatever. They really did work hard. Yeah. Look, we were like everybody else. I always thought the school homework was too hard didn't like my homework didn't like doing it Mm -hmm. but always accepted i was going to use the bad word there but (laughs) (laughs) f this i had to do it yeah you know and i i just did it yeah you know and um i was also in a sense part of the generation of uh before you know this thing where the um the theme song for glenn rowe comes on you know do 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 yeah and you'd be going oh god have i got my homework done yeah. so there was something Shows on to, to something give you that, that fear. would give you that fear yeah no that's fair. sunday night fear yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> what do you miss the most about new york about new york mm-hmm. oh god new york is genuinely the most vibrant city in the world mm-hmm. if there there's nothing good or bad you can't get new york look it what did I like about it it's just the pure adrenaline in the place Um, in a sense you'd always to be remember I was I was in America when I was a kid Mm -hmm. and then I was in America when I was kind of 18, 19, 20 Mm -hmm. right Uh, around then like if uh, 42nd street and especially over 9th, 10th Avenue around there, 
that was absolutely verboten you couldn't it was a rough rough part of town mm -hmm. and then when i was working over there um one of the one of the jobs i got and i lasted about three days was cleaning buses mm -hmm. like it's incredibly down and dirty in parts mm -hmm. and then i got a job on fifth avenue whoopee you know like <laughs> gee first yeah. like i mean so you now, said you know what i'll leave the buses lads look it was essentially working in a place like macy's mm -hmm. uh, the money wasn't as good but i didn't fear getting knifed or getting robbed mm -hmm. on the way home yeah uh every night yeah yeah like uh, new york was absolutely dynamic and then i was also remember i was blessed uh in so much as i had so many cousins mm -hmm. so many aunts and uncles over yeah. there yeah and i every weekend it was either i was either playing a gaelic match a soccer match uh or hanging out with the cousins yeah like so i i wouldn't call my experience in new york the same as anybody else's because i had so much going for me and you like, had a lot of irish community yeah, well, I mean, I was part of it, you know, yeah. like I was lucky enough to be involved. My aunt Mona's husband, Paddy Burke, was um, president of one of the local GAA clubs. Mm -hmm. So basically, I came over, uh, have boots, will play, <laughs> you know, so that was really it. Yeah, OK. You know, and there was and and the same thing. And it was just and it wasn't like you were you were coming straight in yeah and uh and you're getting that instant kind of um connection now again playing football over there it wasn't nothing like playing football over here yeah do you have much memories of no now that yeah. i've been asked that before yeah. yeah and the the truth is no not a whole lot um it's very irish community yeah very see, irish family well again if you think about it like people say yeah, like dad my my father your granddad yeah. right played hurling over there yeah and he was a very good hurler and um my one of my memories is going along to van Cortland park with dad because mm -hmm. that's where they train so i'd be hanging around at the side of the pitch mm -hmm. uh, and i was whether i was good enough or too scared to run away too far dad could go out and train and I'd hang around with the other kids at the side of the pitch. I have a, re a recollection of being in Van Cortland Park. Mm -hmm. Being in, I have a recollection of being in Van Cortland Park with Dad and Mickey when it snowed. Mm -hmm. You know, like, because uh, it was a hill and you'd go down it on the sleigh and whoopee, you know. Mm -hmm. I have a recollection of that. I have a recollection of primary school, but I can't even tell you the name of my teacher. Yeah. Right couldn't tell you the name of my teacher and the first thing is um every day in school you stood up and you sang the u.s national oh anthem God. in ireland we've a very jaundiced view of stuff like that it's important you're you've traveled in europe right and the further east you go right flags mean a lot you no, know, I'm I'm aware of that. I just think that there is a very specific view sometimes of Americans and their kind of like attachment to 
their anthem and their flag and what it means to be American and what it means to have freedom and then versus the country that they actually live in. 100%. I was actually going, when you were saying that to me, yeah. what was crossing my mind is that I don't think even I understand or my friends understand when we get into conversations, you know, about America, just how big it is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just how diverse it is. Mm-hmm. Like, um, if you're in New York, like pre 9 11, oh, sorry, remind me to talk to you again about New York and the dive, how different New York is, let's say, and California is. I've been lucky enough to be down south in particular, uh, Georgia, South Carolina, North Florida. Um, God almighty, it is literally a different country. Yeah. It is completely, utterly different. Yeah. And then um, I've visited out in Arizona and um, Nevada out that way. Yeah. And I've been up in Montana, uh, albeit for four days. Like, it's just scary how mm. big the place is. Yeah. And, you know, the the only thing that if if you're from let's say west virginia like there's another oh yeah crazy world mm-hmm. right the bits of west virginia i visited pre nine before nine eleven, right most americans down south right um would have been happier if the island of manhattan was hooked up to a big ship pulled out to the middle of the atlantic and sunk like it was just because yeah. new york was the den of iniquity yeah. you know currently the den of iniquity might be las vegas who knows mm-hmm. um yeah. but i i don't get up on my high horse about singing the national anthem in certain schools in america that's what was done then mm-hmm. you know what i mean uh it's not done now mm-hmm. you know like again what happened the past is a different country you know yeah. re- it really is a different country but you were just asking like that's that's one of the few things I remember about primary school. Singing the anthem. Yeah, and yeah. I couldn't tell you, like, what we learned. Could you sing it now? Not a word. Yeah, or I, not a word. The first, the first line, and that's it. Yeah. Not, yeah. not a bit. They didn't drill it in. <laughs> no, no, it didn't, didn't sink in. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. like, uh, but again, we were, like, e- even back then, we were moving a lot. You know, like mm-hmm. from A to B to C. You only moved twice here. Yeah, and, and I can remember, I can remember two moves in America. Okay, and that's it. You know, but they were so. all New York. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh no, never lived anywhere. Um, none. Yes. Like they yeah. were all either. They were predominantly the Bronx. Yeah. You know, or uh, the Bronx, right? Uh, I'm aware you brought me there. I was terrified. Oh yeah, <laughs> we went to see yeah. the New York Yankees. Well, that's and you brought me as well to Jimmy Kenny's house. Yeah, no, but hold on, that's you. No, sh- I know, I'm aware, but I do remember. But you have to remember, this was like the 2000s. This is 2005 when you brought me. Yeah, but so it was it, post 9/11, and it was also on public transport, and it was also the Bronx. You can call it what you want. Yeah, well, we went through <laughs> Harlem and the South Bronx. Yeah. I went through that every single day I know work. you did, and good for you. <laughs> good for you. You'd it raised a soft daughter. You didn't raise... <laughs> <laughs> it was lively. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, it, was a tra- it wasn't a train to be, um, uh, you know, 
mm-hmm. me- you, you knew because was the um I remember was it the Mexican part was close to the Irish part no it was the Puerto Rican sorry Puerto Rican part yeah. was and do you remember walk oh my god yeah. <laughs> That's right. You were like, don't make eye contact with anyone. Let's just boot yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. I remember that very specifically. I remember somebody was, they were playing basketball. Yeah. There was this group of like, I'd say they might have been, if I was 14, I'd say they might have been 18. Let's just mm. say. And they were all playing basketball. And I remember just hearing the ball kind of, you know, when someone drops the ball and it's just yeah. staring. And I was like, oh, I got to yeah, run. That, yeah. That was that's the local park to uncle jimmy and that was the way down to the pizza place and i'm so. i'm aware but <laughs> it's still as a 14 year old mm-hmm. and it's not as if you didn't get me all psyched up on the train well don't look I at anybody wa- in the eyes don't look at the don't look over there be careful and then there was some guy there was oh my god there was a guy with a gun and i remember i was like i why did i let you bring me yeah because mom and amy wouldn't go yeah and well, for good fucking reason when i, I think know, about no, it hold on when you think about it it was just the it's the number yeah it's the number six train it's mm-hmm. a lively jennifer lo- lopez sang about it yeah, yeah. <laughs> i didn't know she sang about yeah, it she got yeah. her first album on the six all right yeah there's a story where we were at a concert in central park and i promised my uncle jimmy that i was going to take the bus home and for whatever reason i said ah no i'll be grand i'll take the train home you know after 11 p.m <laughs> wasn't the smartest move we ever made in our lives what but happened? um I know just um, 125th Street is pretty much the middle of Harlem Mm -hmm. and uh, the uh, train drivers switched over so that instead of the train just pulling into the station and pulling out again. Oh, it stopped. It stopped and uh, some of the, the local guys came on board just to see. Who was on you board? Was there. <laughs> <laughs> and they saw right, so, and they thought, Woo-hoo. "Oh no, look!" I was lucky in the sense I was with two other guys, but still. Did you have anything on you? Nah, you know, like, come here. When you're doing stuff like that, Carla, back then, right? The whole thing was if you were going to be uh, robbed or mugged or whatever. The important thing was to have something in your wallet, money in your wallet, right? And some manner of identification because the police are entitled to stop you over there and just say, who are you? Mm -hmm. You know, show me your ID. And um, it doesn't happen too often now, but they're entitled to do it. And um, so the infamous use of students card was invaluable. So you'd have your student card in your little wallet. But if you had any real money when you were getting on that train or certain parts of the city, you kept it in your sock, mm-hmm. but you always made sure that there was kind of ten dollars or twenty dollars in it that the you know they didn't get sauce. <laughs> yeah, they they kind of that you were handing over something mm-hmm. like again. I was going up. And did you often get mugged? <laughs> just often get robbed? Just a few times? No, no, just the once oh, got robbed. Then. Okay. Yeah, no, no, robbed uh, one time, and I didn't even know it. Pickpocketed. Okay. Uh, uncle, I was going up to play a game in Boston. And I was taking the train from New York up to Boston. And you uh, you go into Penn Central or whatever. And that place was lively. And my Uncle Jimmy said to me, now my man, he says, <coughs> be very careful. The best pickpockets in the world operate down there. And I'm going, Uncle Jimmy, it'd be fine. I've got jeans on. They're lovely. You're, you know what I mean? They're 
my, good and tight I'll feel it yeah. my wallet is in yeah. there right and uh, so uh, I took my wallet out and I used my student card to um, buy the ticket because you get the reduction mm-hmm. you know the, the yeah. uh, student prices student price up yeah and distinctly remember saying to myself, uh, I'll just put it in my back pocket for a second because I want to rearrange things, right? What so, a gobshite they yeah. could see you coming. <laughs> so <laughs> there I was, right? And the lads, the address that I was going to, right, mm-hmm. up in Boston was in the wallet, right? Now, again, I didn't, <gasps> I didn't have a... I, but the most important thing was I abided by Uncle Jimmy's rule I had about $100 in my pocket. $100 at that time was a good amount of money, you know. Yeah. Uh, it was going to get me out of any trouble and I had only 10 or $15 left after paying the ticket. Yeah. It was pickpocketed. I didn't feel a thing. <laughs> <laughs> Just gone. End of story, <laughs> you know. And I get up to... I, I, because I was lucky that I had the uh, actual train ticket in my hand. Yeah. You know what I mean? And yeah. and I was kind of rooting around at my golf, or not my golf bag, my football bag. You know, because mm. basically you're going up to play a game, you're staying one night and you're coming down the next day. Yeah. Right. And, um, yeah, uh, but I was pickpocketed. And I'm yeah. going... Disgusted. Oh, well, I didn't have anybody's uh, address. There's no mobile phones, right? There's no nothing. And uh, so I get up to Boston. I realise now I've been pickpocketed. Don't know where the heck I'm going. And um, I get out of the train and uh, I ask a guy and I said, look, um, is there the equivalent of a Gaelic park? And he goes, buddy, I know nothing about it, but that guy over there, he's Irish. Go talk with him. Mm-hmm. So uh, he said, yeah, you know, we'll just say you need to go to Castlenock or to yeah. Fairview or whatever. That's the area you need to go to. And uh, the biggest GAA pub in that place is, let's say, Mayo's or mm-hmm. the Halfway House. He mm-hmm. gave me the name of the neighborhood told yeah. me how to get there. So I'll go there and walk into the bar and there's two of my buddies in the bar. There you go. <laughs> That's so true. You, you lived an Irish little life and you were in America. <laughs> oh, very much. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, um, very much so. I was lucky, though, like uh, that, uh, like all pretty much all of the cousins were very American. So I did yeah, get they to were see actually. a lot of yeah. bits and pieces. Yeah. You know, and being over there for the summertime, you're getting good weather. And uh, you're generally over there for things like the 4th of July and like yeah. great fun. Mm-hmm. great barbecues and stuff like that so did you ever seriously consider moving back with us uh yes but uh it, it never really panned out no uh thought about it looked at it investigated it but no it never really worked out mm-hmm. so was there any specific times or just when we were kids just when you were kids okay. no specific time mm-hmm. nothing in particular i didn't think mum was into it she certainly wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> so we'll leave, that was the end of that. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. 
Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. The best piece of advice you think you've ever been given or a piece of advice that you think people should know. Oh yeah, piece of advice. I think people should know for sure. I um I worked with one of my managers when I was um a trainee accountant. Got the most wonderful job. Uh, he was moving from Dublin to Hong Kong, and like, uh, as far as we were concerned, like number one, he was a genius. He was. Uh, uh, brilliant you know and very good with people mm-hmm. and very good with numbers so uh, lovely guy but the we were saying oh you're going over and your salary is 10 times what you're le- lear- earning in Ireland and the cost of living is reasonable da, 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 da. he said lads stop right now he says the most important thing to remember about money and he says I know I'm moving to this big job is that if you earn 100 euros a week right and you spend 99 okay he says you're happy if you earn 100 euros a week and you spend 101 he says you're creating a debt and at some stage you're going to have to pay that back it was a piece of advice that for a while i remembered and to my own cost uh, financial cost those times I forgot it mm-hmm. so that's <coughs> the simple one if you earn 100 euros a week you spend 99 generally you're happy mm-hmm. you know earn 100 euros a week spend 101 it catches up with you mm-hmm. you know so on the financial side I wish I had always abided by that I didn't so I suffered the unhappy times mm-hmm. and now if I earn 100 a week <laughs> I spent 99, (laughs) you know, and you can make that as complicated or as simple as you want. I'm trying to give you a very simple thing. I think that's brilliant advice. Yeah. Um, Just then you don't run into uh, any hassle. On On the other side, just ups and downs with all of us in the world. It's very important, I think, just to. uh, And there's times I'm good at this take a tiny bit of time for yourself and just do a little gratitude list I'm working on that at the moment and uh, it's taken me a while to get back into it Mm -hmm. I did it Mm -hmm. and I suppose it's a bit like walking every day you don't want to walk but the more times you do it it's easier to do your walk Mm -hmm. Um, it's the same thing with the gratitude list um that works for me Mm -hmm. i'm just saying and when i don't do it it's not like you fall off cliff or anything you don't suddenly feel bad or whatever but um uh it's those cumulative little increments i think that helps you know as you know like i do the yoga um i try anyway uh 
still not back at it right after hurting my leg mm -hmm. but um we we've lots of good teachers but there's one lady in particular she's absolutely brilliant because when she walks in um not every class but she'd remind you every second class that look how you're feeling today is unique to today mm -hmm. right and she just encourages you in the yoga room to look for your edge but it's today's edge like yesterday you might have been able to touch your toes today i can barely touch my ankles yeah you know um and then you're looking around the room and um or it, you know that there's people who are flexible and then there's people uh there's another gentleman in the room that i talked to the odd time after and he's coming back from a car accident mm -hmm. and i'm saying to myself wow you know like um so it's your own particular edge if you can look just to find that little edge again now that sounds a bit kind of california oh let's all sit down <laughs> uh you know <laughs> hold hands and sing jambalaya or whatever mm -hmm. But it, that's a good one. You know what I mean? Just a little bit of time for yourself and then just try and enjoy the day. Uh, look for your edge and then do just do your little gratitude list. And I'm talking three things. Yeah. Max. Yeah. Because I, I never, I never seem to be, I never write too much. Because, yeah. Uh, but just, I write down three things and that's it. Sure and uh i think that that works mm -hmm. you know that and the money one mm -hmm. i wish i'd buy a, do it all the time but i don't yeah that's okay <laughs> you're allowed what would you ever run for president in ireland mm -hmm. don't think so i don't actually do you know what uh i don't think i'm eligible no <laughs> Oh, yeah. I don't think I am. Oh, you're not. Yeah, you're yeah, not yeah. an Irish citizen. No, I am. I'm no, both. you are. Sorry, yeah, you're, yeah, yeah. but you're primarily. Yeah, yeah. I, I, oh, yeah. I don't know. Um, yes. Sorry about look, that now, huh? Sorry. Yeah, 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 yeah. I um, Would it interest you? The Irish presidency. Do you know what? I, I really have enjoyed uh, the last four. I've enjoyed Michael D., don't agree with everything he says. Joyed Mary McAleese. Again, don't agree with everything she says. Mm -hmm. uh, Mary Robinson was a bit of a, a revelation and revolution. Definitely don't agree with all she says. Mm -hmm. You know, but um, but look, uh, I, we have been blessed with the current crew. Are you nervous? Of the next crew? could be very interesting like michael d has to retire you know um, yeah unfortunately so i know look come here as i say i agree with a lot of what he does i think he's a, a man of integrity i don't agree with all his views but that's okay mm -hmm. you know like um you don't have to agree with everything and um yeah i've no idea who's i mean some of the names that have come up nobody's ticking a box for me just yet conor mcgregor said he was going to go for it Certainly, Connor wouldn't be getting my vote, but that's okay. I don't think if Connor ran, he'd be looking for my vote. <laughs> Very diplomatic answer. Yeah, no, 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 no. Like, definitely, I don't think he would be. Was it a shock having two girls? Um, yes and no. Look, you know, I I've said it to both of you, mm. right? All I really, really wanted was that you'd be healthy 
mm-hmm. um, and that she'd be okay. Mm-hmm. You know, and both both your mother and I, uh, we've been blessed. You are healthy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, and um, fully engaging, and the whole yeah. like just and you were fun. Yeah. You were absolute fun. Mm-hmm. And then your grandparents, there was nearly rows between them. If Deirdre and I had a wedding or we had to go somewhere, uh, there was nearly rows a- as to where you were going to stay because you were good, uh, fun to be with. Good kids. Yeah, no, look, again, you keep slagging uh, about me trying to get you to play football and yeah. whatever when you yeah. were younger. It was a I, lot. Yeah, but just come here. You had, you had you said I've one more chance and it has to be hers. <laughs> <laughs> but look, didn't work with the older one. <laughs> didn't work with the older one, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. You were you were very engaged. Look, honey, none of us. Um, yeah, I I used to love going along watching both the play hockey or uh, turn up at games, and like, didn't matter to me whether you were on the Irish or Leinster team or the school teams once you were running around having fun mm-hmm. because um, I was lucky enough to run around and have fun mm-hmm. and I just thought it was a great but yeah two girls bit of a shock yeah <laughs> I know and I'm surprised I'm surprised you said well I suppose everybody else had boys yeah like uh, you were a bit of an outlier all yeah. right yeah sorry about that oh no sure there uh, you go describe your perfect day Oh, Lord. Um, good God. Well, look, I I like getting up early. If it's a weekend, if it's early and the weather is dry, um, I'll, as you know, I enjoy getting out. And uh, one of the ways a good walk spoiled is a game of golf. Go out and play golf. Mm-hmm. Um, have a bit of food after it. Just a sandwich or something small. Um, and uh, then come home and just hang, mm-hmm. do some bits and pieces, uh, around the house, or that's your perfect day, or go out that's for your another cycle. <laughs> Which that's your all the time. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I work hard at that. I work hard at making a perfect day. Okay, good for you. Yeah, it's not the worst one. What is your favorite food or your favorite meal? Oh Lord. Uh, again it's like the music just the humour I mean I really like Thai food mm-hmm. right or Thai influenced food uh, I love noodles um, I was out recently as well and we called into a uh, uh, an eastern fusion restaurant and I had um, the soup with noodles and with prawns in it I thought I was definitely going to just I was in heaven Mm-hmm. You know, uh, the soup and the prawns and uh, noodles in the soup. You know what I mean? It, it was more, I would have thought, of Vietnamese food. Mm-hmm. But as well, um, I absolutely love at times just uh, a bit like yourself. Haven't had one in a good while now, but a carvery. Yeah. Nothing like it. Just, yeah. you know, a slice of ham. Uh, a slice of chicken, some mashed potatoes, carrots, beans, or not beans, uh, peas. Mm-hmm. Uh, what about that feast I made you yesterday? How dare actually, you? the feast you made last night was probably uh, 
had the best meal in that house for about five years just genuinely uh, it, you know that the uh, everything was super delicious just to bring everyone up to scratch i cooked the christmas dinner this year not tom not amy <laughs> not ray certainly not it Ray. it was all on me and, and it was on. You got hell some, on earth you got some help with the starter i did the starter. sorry ray did the starter. <laughs> sorry ray did the starter which basically was ray took the uh, the prawns out of the, the packet. prawns out of the packet <laughs> and put it onto a bed of lettuce and don't forget i chopped up the tomatoes and Hello. he chopped the tomatoes yeah, yeah. And it was great. And it, <laughs> Jesus, he lived a life. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's just because you make such random decisions when you cook. Yeah, I know. Look, come here. Uh, last night was delicious. Uh, chicken was lovely. Ham was lovely. Uh, the two different styles of potatoes to die for. Um, you're fl- you were flying by the seat of your pants with the roast potatoes, but it worked out brilliant. Mm. And uh, those carrots. Um, oh, yeah. For anybody who's listening... Carla decided to do carrots with honey and uh, one or two other bits. And then she threw in some random. No, I didn't. It was uh, chilled honey. It wasn't random. Well, it was I'll part tell you of the what. recipe. Well, I'll and the problem you. is with Ray. Ray is the kind of person, right, where I would give Ray a bar of chocolate. And I would say, eat that chocolate. And he'd say, gorgeous chocolate. And I'd go, it's vegan. And he'd automatically hate it then. Even though he just enjoyed the chocolate. Or I'd give him tea and he'd drink the tea and go, God, that was a beautiful cup of tea. And I'd go, yeah, it was actually skimmed milk. And then he'd be like, shite tea, hate it. <laughs> what is wrong with you? You get so weird about things. So I knew what I was getting at. I did the carrots earlier that morning and I did them in a honey chili, which is a fabulous chili that I buy from a guy in a market. Irish, small Irish business, how dare you? And I did it with garlic. I did it with garlic. I did it with herbs and spices, thyme, rosemary, everything. And I slow baked them for bloody ages. And Ray was like, these carrots are delicious. And and Amy goes, what did you put in it? And I told her, and the minute you heard chili, you put your fork down. And I was like, you are so unbelievably frustrating. At one point, I think I gave you something and it didn't have chili in it. But you asked me four, four or five times, you were like, I'm sweating. And I was like, well, I don't know why it's milk. Do you know, like, to no. use spe- ketchup yes. is a spicy food. <laughs> I've never come across someone quite so sensitive to to non-existent and, and spice. Yet, and yet, how come I? You enjoy... love Thai food, and you love yeah. Chinese food, and yeah. you love South yeah. Asian food, yeah. and you you the, love so all much of the food. fusion foods. Yeah, I know. Ah, now look, we'll agree to disagree. What is your dream holiday? I know this. Oh, um, I'd love to uh, go to Thailand again mm-hmm. absolutely love to mm-hmm. we were only there for four days I just thought that people and the food and just the ambiance was just wonderful you know like uh, again I jet lagged so I was waking up at the craziest hours mm-hmm. but I actually felt safe enough to go out like uh, pre-dawn and watch dawn come up mm-hmm. and uh, then close well i found found it and visited it twice there was a buddhist temple mm-hmm. and uh, one of the days there was uh, a wedding there or a, a ceremony that was uh, our equivalent of a wedding and then just the other thing was i was up early and um i don't know they must have had 500 candles lighting and uh, so long as you took your shoes off and you left them you could stay to the side hang mm-hmm. around mm-hmm. you couldn't be part of it mm-hmm. 
but it was it was lovely um now the, again thailand is a country with problems i'm not uh, like we could see yeah when you go into the town at night perhaps to have some tea or to have a look around there's plenty of issues in thailand you know but we as i said only there for four days i'd love to see more of that country mm -hmm. i love the food i really thought the people were so nice you know mm -hmm. and, uh, one that i might do we'll see uh, i wouldn't mind doing a week or two just uh, strolling on that camino yeah some of my friends have done it and they all come back and they just say it's special yeah so something like that we'll see do you have any big regrets or any regrets at all even small ones oh look plenty of them usually uh you know silly things uh, still can remember losing football games mm -hmm. you know what i mean um the first girl i kissed <laughs> that was a regret was it no no it was great <laughs> <laughs> the regret was when she dumped me <laughs> you know that type of stuff yeah um perhaps in uh in college i should have studied harder and done less socializing and less partying really uh, yeah and uh uh, just studied a little harder, a little You clever. loved college though. Oh yeah, I did. I enjoyed it. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, I did. But you know, there, you're asking, but look. Honey, I don't think anything would have changed if you had, do you get me? No, I don't think That's it would. That's what I mean. Would. I don't yeah, think it would have yeah. made. No, I don't think there's very, f there's very few other bits like that, mm -hmm. you know. Um, yeah. Um, gosh. There, look, that's uh, again as you know i was lucky i got on well with my parents uh i wish they were around a little longer but look uh they passed away when they passed away mm -hmm. uh, damn all i can do about that uh so that what that then does is it gives you more of an emphasis that um i enjoy meeting people that i may not have seen in a long time mm -hmm. and uh their lives can go one way and my life would have gone the other way and people that you were really friendly with uh i miss that sometimes mm -hmm. you know things change people move yeah or my circumstances change or their circumstances mm -hmm. change and you just don't see them enough i have a really good friend who was in touch with me and i just said to him okay i'll give you a ring back now over christmas yeah um but uh he was my best friend in school. Yeah. And uh, just his brother passed away unexpectedly. So I saw him at his brother's funeral. And he just said, look, let's have a chat over Christmas where we can both just sit on Zoom or on WhatsApp or whatever. Because he now lives in Italy. Mm -hmm. So it's not like you could sit down and have Who? a cup of tea or coffee. Vince McMahon. Oh, my God, father. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> But you see, Vin, things. The one I haven't met. <laughs> yeah, things changed for Vince. You know. No, I know. So, like, if you look at, you know, if you, uh, for a completely committed environmentalist. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's he's, he's travelled a lot, you know, mm -hmm. but a, a lot of his work is for env environmental issues. Mm -hmm. That's why, you know, and uh, 
if Vince can get somewhere by train or by bus or by uh, bike, he'll do it. Mm-hmm. He'll fly it the last as the last or that the last time I was talking to him. But he's very much into the environment. Mm-hmm. And uh, unlike a lot of us, he actually gets up, goes down there, gets his feet, feet and hands dirty. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? He's going down to the various countries and trying to help out. Mm-hmm. So that's why I haven't s- like uh, until his brother died. Last time I saw him before that was his mother's funeral. Like that was love a funeral. Honey, at my age in life, it's probably one of the few times you get to meet people. <laughs> okay. and, and you're very glad that you're looking at the grass from this side <laughs> rather than the other side. <laughs> You know, like yeah. you think about it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not. I. It's not that. Um, I like a good funeral, but it's just. Uh, there's some of my friends. I'll turn up. I think it's important. I was very uh, grateful to people when my dad passed away. Mm-hmm. When my mother passed away, they just turned up, shook your hand. You know, like so. I. I've. Uh, it, it, before that. I could take them or leave them and say people sure people wouldn't notice you weren't there um and sometimes they're in shock or sometimes it's such a big funeral they don't but Mm -hmm. just for myself yeah if I can um and if they mean something to me you know like because again it's not it's not a game of perfect you can't um you know I I know you you smile at this, but I actually don't go to too many. But just uh, when I go there, I just want to say hi and mm-hmm. give my respects and commiseration. And uh, anyway, so I don't know how we got down this track. No, <laughs> it's just some, some, someone said, I hope his leg is feeling better. And what is something that you wish people knew about me? Oh Lord, uh, leg is getting better. It's still not right, uh, mainly because I'm not doing the exercises diligently, as the physio said to me. Well, that's says, stupid. Oh well, as she said, are you doing the exercises? And I said, Yeah, 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 I'm doing everything. And Once a fortnight. <laughs> and she goes, Are you doing them diligently? And I go, <laughs> So no, look, come here. I uh, uh, the leg is better, and thank you for asking. What was the other question again? Please? What is something that you wish people knew about me? Raise a little stumped here now. Yeah, I completely. I I actually don't know how to answer that question. Um, I don't know. I I think I can be a good person to have a conversation with. A uh, bit of fun. Um. I I do care about people, especially people I know. You know, so um. I don't know. Uh, I suppose I can. The question was, what do you, what do you, yeah. <laughs> what do you wish people knew about me? Oh, about Carla. Yeah. Ah, that's a different thing now. <laughs> oh, I thought you were asking me to like, talk about is, myself. Like, Jesus. Where is he going? Sure. I didn't know where to go with this. Uh, all right. I'm well, lolling. I think I'm a nice person. <laughs> I think yeah. I'm okay. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, now what? do i think people should know about carla okay um right now very much depends depends on the humor that carla's in Mm. but no generally speaking (laughs) (laughs) carla can be uh, a bit touchy at times um 
especially if she's been out partying and uh, she's in uh, recovery mode. But anyway, we'll skip over that. No, what uh, what I really like about Carla is that um, she's genuinely caring and she's genuinely passionate. Now, that's scary at times because it's both passionate uh, in a good way and passionate when she doesn't like you. She doesn't really. Um, there's no filter there. There's absolutely no filter. Um, what else is there about Carly? Actually, she's very trustworthy. That's so funny. Um, and uh, but you are you're incredibly passionate about stuff, and um, it's funny. You're Jekyll and Hyde when it comes to listening to people. Um, you're a really good listener. And there's times I could be telling you what I think is the most important thing in the world. And Carly, you should know mm. what I'm about to tell you is the most important thing in the world. And it's a bit like when you were a kid. Uh, it was, nah, nah, that I'm gone. I'm not listening. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, you were so funny when you were younger at times, you know. Um, you get engrossed in whatever you were doing. And uh, basically... You could say, Carla, we're, we're all going now. And you could see you didn't hear us. Carla, time to go now. No, Carla's still doing what she's doing. And um, just uh, so, you know, you're, you're, you can be incredibly single minded. Mm. Yeah, I very, very single minded. <laughs> and just lost lost in the project mm. whatever the project is you're lost in it yeah. and uh, you can be hard to distract or hard to kind of go uh, time to go home time uh, why um, or Carla it's raining will you put on a jacket no no it's not raining <laughs> it could be spilling down right but you what you were doing was the most interesting thing in the world to you and like mm. things like putting on a jacket or our um, you know a uh, it, that it's now night time and time to go home time no 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 it's over when I say it's over that's Carla <laughs> <laughs> it's a good oh. to know I've been like that forever then say that again please good to know I've been like that forever so oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, what is one of what is something that like you still look back on and you laugh at a TV show or life in general life in general oh lord there's something that stuck with you. I remember you told me that story about you in Paris and the lads and you. Oh, Christ. <laughs> Napoleon yeah. statue. Oh, it's a no. Napoleon? No. no it was, what's his name? Charlemagne. Charlemagne. Yeah, we were. We, not um, the rapper. Not the rapper, lads. The no, 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 no. <laughs> the general. Uh, like, uh, just, we had this crazy idea. No, look. Um, yeah, we had this crazy idea. We should climb up on the statue. Uh, and we somehow managed it, which really um surprised the french police and the uh <laughs> when they came to arrest us <laughs> or they didn't arrest us they just um uh, took us slap down on and the wrist. gave us a good slap mm-hmm. in the wrist you know uh oh gosh no i've had loads of little funny things like that mm-hmm. um you know like uh i've i've been very lucky carla like one time we were I was away with the guys and we um uh again we were playing golf and we ended up at a restaurant and it was a nice restaurant and uh there was a piano player there and as you know some of the guys two of them in particular really good singers yeah 
So um, we being Irish and you're abroad and one or two drinks and whatever and uh, we start to sing along to the piano player and the piano player was delighted but um, it turned out that there was other people there and uh, we were in South Carolina and these guys were down from New York but it turns out that they were genuinely um, uh, crazy Italians you know and uh, we ended up having a lovely night but it all started just because we liked to sing along to the piano player yeah and then we got invited to a nightclub with them and it was like something you'd see in a movie mm-hmm. we arrived um and uh, there's a queue our boys weren't queuing neither were we it was straight in uh we're with him and straight in <laughs> like it was just uh, a different world but um we firmly believed that they were organized crime and we didn't realize it at the time <laughs> If <laughs> we do, we know we guess that now, yeah, but uh, it was just nuts, yeah. Um, you know, like when we got there, then the, there was champagne, there was just things you'd see in a film that you just say to yourself, nah, nah, this couldn't be happening. It did, <laughs> it's just just a bit weird. And you're saying other lovely things. I was also, uh, you were talking about uh, flying first class, um one of Donald's best friends I was again flying over and um, Donald's best friend put me up the front again for a takeoff and landing Mm -hmm. and it was just great Mm -hmm. you know uh, because um, we landed into a snowstorm Mm -hmm. and going into um, uh, JFK with a snowstorm is really really something else you know so little things like that yeah very very blessed Mm -hmm. um and then like uh uh i look i did loads of little things with you and with amy and it was usually the simple little things like um just sitting and watching you run and just listening to you laugh I remember, if if you recall, we were lucky enough to go on one of the Club Med holidays to Turkey. Mm-hmm. And uh, just, I remember that the food was lovely. You were having a great time. Yeah. I was having a great time. Uh, it was very hot. And do you remember? very hot. Do you remember both you and I, Deirdre and Amy wouldn't do it, but you did the junior one and I tried to do the senior one, the trapeze. The trapeze. Jeez. Wow. Yeah, you loved that. I absolutely loved it. The thrill of it, you know, because basically I have a fear of heights. Mm -hmm. And yet I said, right, I'm going to do this. And then getting up there, the thrill and the adrenaline of just swinging back and forth. And then like when they asked you to do the maneuvers at that stage, I was a lot younger and a lot fitter and I could do the maneuvers. Mm -hmm. And then the whole thing, if you remember, of you had to throw your hands back and let the other guy yeah. cat the trainer Hated catch it. you yeah and you had to let go and you had to completely trust the other guy mm-hmm. <laughs> and just you're in midair mm-hmm. and uh you're waiting for your man to catch you <laughs> yeah it was terrifying pure fear yeah absolute fear mm-hmm. and the sense of achievement when you actually did it yeah and like you did it and i did it 
and just sort of I was just saying but I I think it's so funny because as far as I was concerned and as far as your mother was concerned and your sister you had no fear it was what let me up there I need to get up there <laughs> it does sound like me yeah yeah it does yeah. sound like me for somebody who's not a fan of heights you sure put me on a lot of roller coasters yeah yeah we did yeah yeah but um look i i think i as you know the fear of heights comes from falling out of a tree and there's one or two ways of doing of dealing with it you know like if you're going up on a roller coaster you look at the top bit right and then when you go over the top um, do you remember that picture? I'd love to find that one again. Of the one uh, where you're screaming at me, open your eyes. Yeah. Oh <laughs> my god. What age was I? Like eleven. You were young. Yeah. Yeah. No, you were younger than that. No, I was nine, maybe eight. Yeah. Eight, when was this? Was this Vegas? Vegas. Yeah. yeah I was yeah, eight, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's what I mean. So uh, he, like, I was tall, and you were delighted because I was tall for a kid. So you put me in my chunkiest runners. So I could go on this poxy roller coaster. Yeah, and and it was great fun. It failed its safety test. Uh, we heard, we only heard about that afterwards. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but it did add an e- an edge of terror. We couldn't understand why it was so um, uh, terrifying. But look, um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but it was it was great. Come here, we survived it. We did. I'm yeah, sure, yeah. here, listen, we're sitting here to tell you know, the tale. We're sitting here to tell the tale, but that was a good one now. You know, uh, that was a bit crazy. Uh, you, me, uh, Siobhan and Amy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was great. That yeah. was absolutely wonderful. Actually. Yeah, I'd love to find that photo. Yeah, me too. Yeah. Me too. That was a goodie. All right. It has been a pleasure to have you. Is okay. there anything you would like to uh, anyone to know before you go? And any last any last pearls of wisdom? Oh, no, I don't know. Um, yeah, well, look, come here. Um enjoy if you're getting a break at christmas enjoy it i like even today i got so wound up in work trying to do a b c and mm-hmm. d mm-hmm. Uh, and um i i genuinely think we all need and i'm talking to myself i wish i could talk to myself in the mirror and just say will you just take your time mm-hmm. you know what i mean that uh uh a lot of what we were worrying about last night or whatever, it never came to pass, mm-hmm. right? Um, that doesn't mean I don't care. I care, right? It's important to care. It's important to plan. I think if you if you plan stuff, it removes a bit of uncertainty mm-hmm. and it provides you with a little bit of motivation. But, um, you know, especially for myself, I, I try and do too much and then in the doing I don't actually enjoy the achievement of what I've achieved mm-hmm. or done and it could be something simple like last night the meal you did um, it was just lovely and um, I was saying to myself afterwards gosh it was just lovely and I really enjoyed eating it mm-hmm. right and I was very grateful I could eat it mm-hmm. But I felt that you were so tied up in the making of it. Yeah. You know what I mean? That um, perhaps you didn't enjoy it as much as we did. Yeah. Um, and to turn that on its head, that's me as well. When I get stuck into a project, 
uh, or when I'm trying to do stuff, sometimes I just try and do too much. I have a friend who sometimes says um, he he's very uh, he's he's a great guy to hang out with at times, but he says sometimes we're juggling too many balls. Yeah. He says try and catch one and just put it gently on the table means it doesn't mean that you don't care about it it's just right now i can only juggle let's say three balls mm-hmm. instead of four yeah and instead of all four falling on the ground he says if we can have the cop on to juggle uh like you were always a good juggler you could juggle three balls i could never juggle no and um just put down one and then he says, on a good day, you can juggle four. But on a bad day, just juggle three. And, and so that's that's really it. Try and just stay within your own boundaries. Because um, we're all guilty of trying too hard. We're mm-hmm. way, way, like you are way, way too tough on yourself at times. Mm. And I know I am. Mm-hmm. And the only thing that saves us all is a lot of people in the world were, were too tough on ourselves yeah so fair. that's all I'd say that's okay. a great pearl of wisdom Mark. oh lord you have me blushing here now <laughs> <laughs> um, if oh, sorry would you like I add a song to um, to our playlist every week is there a song that you'd like me to add on behalf of you so what song have you gone for he's went through his whole playlist there now um, I'm gonna go with uh, Blue Nile, Headlights and the Parade. Okay, so not the weightless. Uh, weight weightlifting by the Trash Can Snatchers is fantastic as well. But okay, uh, he wants Blue Nile. Okay, okay, perfect. Okay, um, okay, gang, thanks so much for coming with us, Mary. Thanks a million for being being here. Oh, you're very, you're very welcome, KK. Mm-hmm. Uh, and. Look, any 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 last any last bits now? No, I probably think. Do you know what? I probably thought of five things on the way here, yeah, and five things while we while we were doing it, yeah. And I'll think of five things on the way yeah. home, and I can't think of a single thing now. That's okay. <laughs> Look, it's it's not it's not that natural. Um. Okay. Thanks a million, okay. guys. Goodbye. Night night. to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.